Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Hey Dad, Can You Talk podcast. I'm your host, Bailey Garner. And each week we are going to call my dad, Toby Slough, and just have some normal conversations surrounding challenges that come with everyday life. And he encourages me on the daily. And so I know he's going to encourage you too. So let's call my dad. Well, hello, neighbor B. How are you? Hey, Dad. How are you doing? I'm just doing great. It's a beautiful sunny day here in Petal, Mississippi. Yeah. If uh, It's funny. I wish people could see our setup. We actually have houses next door, and we were recording <laughs> in the two houses next door. So that's pretty funny. <laughs> well, before we start, I have two problems I need to just get out there that I have with you today. Oh, Number dear. one, okay. let's just start here. Number one is I was told by you, who, mm-hmm. you know, is the queen poobah of our podcast. Hey, don't worry, Dad. We're just going to, the first season, we're just going to do audio. So, you know, I'm sitting over here. I'm scratching, you know, scratching my face. And I'm, I'm not really, you know, I lean over every now and then. And then all of a sudden, I see some social media says, oh, you can watch on YouTube. That that is a major issue. You you there's a reason you always had on makeup. I know there is. I didn't know you weren't aware of that. Sorry, that communication wasn't clear. I guess. Oh yes, and number two. But while we're going, oh great, yeah, I'm listening to this thing. You, you know, you have this radio voice. Yeah, I guess you've got some double secret mic. I'm over here with some ghetto. I don't know what it is. It's a broke down. I sound like a three-pack-a-day smoker on this thing. So I appreciate my new little handy-dandy Amazon.com mic because maybe I can start sounding better. (laughs) You're welcome. Oh, man. I think you sounded great. Don't even worry about it. (laughs) Hey, but this is going to be, I think when this airs, it's our fifth episode. And um, I'm so excited because we've had... over 200 listeners on our podcast. What? I feel so honored that everybody is actually listening to us. <laughs> and surprised. I think it's honored and because of you. Yeah, yeah. It's mostly because of you and your amazing wisdom, let's be honest. But anyways. <laughs> That's not what my buddies I just have to say, are saying. They're saying, mm, your daughter is awesome. And I said, yeah, welcome to the Best Kept Secret. <laughs> oh, thanks, Dad. Well... Um, I'm excited to talk to you again today because we've actually been having conversations surrounding this, you and I, and I, and I'm excited to continue it. I feel like our world is just so heavy right now. And it's been that way, I would say since COVID and maybe, I don't know, I was going to ask you, like, I think you know, I'm 34 and I think social media plays a huge part in how much we are able to now see what's going on all around the world. But, but would you feel like COVID and on has been a different level of hard or heaviness that you haven't seen before, at least in your lifetime? Oh, definitely. hundred uh, percent. You know, I used to, when I was a kid, boxing was a big thing. I know that mm-hmm. nobody or few people watch boxing today, but I'm talking about like nationally, Muhammad Ali, Ken Frazier. And you watch those guys and they always showed the punch at the end that knocked them out. But what yeah. if you watch the fight, what you saw is really what 
what what got him in that position was they just kept getting a body blow after a body blow. You know, and they'd mm-hmm. hit him just in the gut enough times that the guy would lean over and get hit in the head and get knocked out. And that's what COVID has been like. If you think about it, you start with something obviously none of us have ever experienced or would dream could happen. Uh, mm-hmm. Then you bring in the uh, race relation issues. They, that comes next. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, the list goes on and on till, till finally you come, you, you think COVID's over and second wave comes through. And then, you know, you look at what's happening in Ukraine with Russia and I mean, it's body blow after body blow after body blow. Any one of these things would get our attention. Yeah. But when you get them over and over and over, there's this, wow, just a depleting sense emotionally what happens. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I have, you know, Gideon, our oldest is six. Um, um, and so he's not fully aware of what's going on. I mean, obviously COVID has affected him because of masks and all the things, you know, he calls it the sickness. I mean, it, it definitely affected our lives just like it did everybody else's. But as far as the things like right now, currently going on in Russia, in in the Ukraine, I we haven't had to have those conversations. Um, but I know from talking with friends and talking with like my my friends have older kids or adult kids. I mean, like they're seeing that I know, I mean, I'm on social media and that's how I'm getting a lot of my information. So I know that teens are doing that and you know, young adults. And I mean, it's overwhelming for me. And everybody copes differently when they're feeling stressed and overwhelmed, obviously. But um, how, how, I mean, like I'm thinking about if I had a teenager or young adult, how would I handle that with them? Like, because honestly, I think that I would not want to say the wrong thing. So I might avoid the conversation, but I know that's not what's healthy. So what would you suggest doing if, you know, to be upfront and open with your kids and having conversations about it? Well, that's a great question. And, and I, I think it is age appropriate, right? Like for, for, yeah. uh, for Gideon, if he hears something about it, he, he needs a map, like a physical map that you can show him that this is on the other side of the world, because where those little brains go is what if they come to my house next? They don't have that yeah. sense. A high school, a teenager, a middle schooler, they do understand that. This is more about stepping in even when you feel like you don't have all the answers rather than stepping back. The worst thing I think you could do is just not talk about it. Uh, You need to engage your child and ask him or her what they think about it. You need to be honest with them about what you think about it. And you probably, you don't have to have all the answers. You just need to kind of sit with them in the complexity of the problem and how it makes you feel. And then you know what I'm going to say next is this is where you begin to point them to God. Mm-hmm. I think this moment in time, we have a greater opportunity to connect the power of God to the very real fear, pain, depression, anxiety, feelings of being overwhelmed that our kids are experiencing, that we can connect the power of God to that in a way that makes Jesus so real to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you, what would you say to like for us as adults, like 
you know, I was saying about this the other day, the other day I got some text message that kind of stressed me out a little bit, or I was feeling like anxious about how this person was feeling about me, you know, and I'm an adult, so I can like talk through that in my head, but I still find myself like, maybe I'm short with my kids or short with Grant and he's can ask me like, are you okay? And then it comes out later that I was feeling this conflict in my head and it actually affected him. And I didn't realize, I didn't realize it because it was all internal, you know? And so I want to, this is a two-part question. One, like for us as adults, whether you have parent, you're a parent listening or you're not, like what are some things we can watch for in ways we can make sure we're handling it um, in a healthy way, like outside stresses of things we can't control, you know? Um, first, what answer to that? Like what, what are some things we can look for and then ways we can make sure we're taking care of ourselves, you know? You talk about looking for in yourself? Yeah. in ourselves, because, you know, like you always say it, you have to have a healthy parent to have a healthy kid. And I know a lot of people listening don't even have kids. So, but it's still affecting their relationships. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think so much of that be like for me Mm -hmm. is it's, it's that pain that is the signal to me that, Oh, I'm stressed out. You know, I I was short with your mom the other day. About nothing. I was just tired. I, it's been a stressful little season we've been in. And mm-hmm. instantly I just looked at her and said, Hey baby, I'm sorry. That's not about you. That, that's about me. And, and I think the older you get and the more times, you know, you kind of run into that wall, the more you become like aware of what are the warning signs on your dashboard? You know, what's that warning light that's going off in your car? I mean, wh- what part of your engine do you need to check for me? It's I'm, I'm short with people for no reason. It's my fault, not theirs. Uh, number two, I, I get, I get pretty. Uh, this is hard for me, but I'll, I'll isolate emotionally. I may be in conversation, but I'm not. You know, I'm isolating, pulling back emotionally. And when, when that get begins to happen, that's a pretty big sign that that's where I am. And so the only thing I can control at that point is my environment. Mm-hmm. So I want to be very intentional about the environment I place myself in. I know uh, in this past season, as I was on my way in this transition out with the, you know, the roller coaster of emotions, I mean, I couldn't, I had to listen to worship music all the time. I mean, I could not, I couldn't even put on my fun, you know, fun mix of, you know, all those crazy bands that you make fun of, you know, Stevie Wonder and the gang, but, but it wasn't all that there's anything... Music. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Listen to that stuff, except in that season, I need to be reminded over and over again to hear you are more than enough, Jaira. You are more than enough. Just breathe. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, I'll wait on you. And those those that is a part of controlling my environment. Mm-hmm. One of my concerns that I see is I walk into, and I know this is my generation, not yours. You're like your generation is a social media deal. My generation. I walk in and Fox News is, it's never turned off or CNN, pick your flavor. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. they just keep telling the same story over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. But you know what? That's what social media does too. It's another angle, another angle. And our fear of of, of missing out, our FOMO, mm-hmm. when it yeah. comes to we want to know something, uh, turning off your television, my generation and like taking breaks from social media for, because you can control that part of your environment. Yeah. 
No, I don't know. That's really practical, you know. I I like that. Like, I just want to create an environment. Man, I just, I need to hear God for my life. Mm -hmm. It's not like I'm trying to be better so it gets easier. I just want to remove stuff and add stuff that connects me. Did you, you, when you've been in the ditch where I've been in the past and you feel isolated and alone, the pain of that moment makes you a little more intentional, I think. Yeah. You know, we've talked to you and I about strained relationships between husbands and wives and people we know that we love and care about and some, you know, just pain people are going through. A lot of it is we've been in, in such an environment of negativity and the sky is falling and uncertainty. So I've got to make sure and put myself in an environment of certainty. Now, I don't have a clue about a lot, but I know this God has got me. Right. That's good. No, I, that's really helpful. And I think it takes self-discipline and I think it obviously, and it also take talk, uh, takes a community surrounding us, which we're going to talk about on our next episode um, and more in depth about, but my next question, the t- second part of it is like, cause you've been around so many people, young, old, and what are some, I think that we have to remember that people are struggling and we can't always see it. It's an internal battle, you know? Um, and obviously we need to give grace to other people. Like God gives us grace, but what are some like, um, warning signs or things that you've seen in people when you find out later, you know, they, they were struggling, maybe you didn't know. And I think this can range from adults to kids. Like what are some things people do when they don't, they're not being open about their struggles, but they are struggling that we can pay attention to so that we can give more grace and so that we can lean in and kind of give them some um, some of our support, you know? Yeah, that's a really good question. Let's start with just kids in general. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if, uh, if your teenager is withdrawing a bit, I mean, all teenagers withdraw, right? But I'm talking right. more than normal, seem to kind of keep themselves do what I explained a moment ago, kind of emotionally not present. Mm-hmm. That should be a little buzzer for you. And you need to kind of step in and, and initiate a conversation. Uh, acting out is another part of it. And that's really not just a teenager. That's a, you know, that's a Gideon. That's a Everly, six, five, yeah. six years, seven years old. And I mean, they're acting out in ways that's just not a normal pattern that you've seen. When you see those changes, then instead of, I think you just have to be very wise about how you begin those conversations. And many times with you, I don't know if you remember this, but a lot of times conversations with you, I started with where I was struggling or where something was hard for me. And I remember a time B when I was where you were and my buddies all went to the beach and none of them asked me. And I felt left out, you know, when you were in your mean girl phase, the receiving end at that point, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure you gave it some, but I'm sure. You know, if you can kind of connect where you are or where you've been to your child, uh, man, I think that that's going to open them up. And yeah. then with our, our friends, you know, with you talk about other, you know, people we know, it's just a lot of grace, man. It's, it's a lot of encouragement, a lot of grace, 
Uh, and when I was in this past little stressful season, I, I was just trying to kind of almost schedule. <laughs> I know it sounds silly, but you know, like schedule, like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to text three people that have meant a lot to me. And I just want to encourage them. I just want you to know, I care about you or here's something great. I see in you. I was texting a friend of mine on the way up here. And I said, I, man, I was just thinking about you. And I want you to know, man, you're a good friend. And I really appreciate you. And he said, man, I really needed that. So I think encouraging one another, you know, Bible says yeah. that kind of encouragement Intentional encouragement. If you have to schedule it to make sure you do it, because uh, yeah. here's what happens: be what well, we have to understand. Six or sixty-six, like pain makes us narcissistic. Yeah, think of, think about it. Like when I'm in pain, I don't really care about anybody else but me. I don't want to be in pain. Yeah, right. And yes, like pain makes you narcissistic. And so people are thinking about themselves and I mean, good people, God, Jesus loves you. You're a good person. You're going to heaven. But in that moment, it's about you. Yeah. And, and so when true. we can speak encouragement in life, which isn't about us, it's about that person. Guess what happens to you? Guess what, guess what you open yourself up to? You open yourself up to, I believe, a work of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. That he does something in you. It's not like all oh, the rainbow comes out and the sky parts, but it's enough for that day, right? It's manna for that day. It's provision. He gives you enough strength for that day. Yeah. Uh, and it, and you know, we're gonna talk about this next time. I know, but I mean, most of the time it's Jesus with skin on. It's people. Yeah. It's, it, it's yeah. people that God uses. That's good. And the more we can focus on others and not ourselves it's going to turn our focus outwards and not on our pain too, you know? Um, and that's when my prayer this year, honestly, has been, I can so I've, I feel like in the last two years, I've just been, you know, with Esther, she's two years old, Micah's four, Gideon's six, but like me and Grant have just felt like we've been <laughs> treading water, almost yeah. drowning. And I feel like I've been very inwardly focused and maybe not everyone would know that, but just in my head, like always, mm -hmm. you know, and that's been something I've really been praying about this year is like more of God, more of other people and less of me. Um, and I think it's definitely, I can tell just in my relationship with Grant, it's changed just the dynamic because I'm not always thinking about what me and poor pitiful me, and you're not doing this for me, you know? And so I like that you said that because we can easily get that way when there's things surrounding us, even in the world. So um, really quick, if you, because we talked about this the other day, if you don't know, like, I think you talked about pointing, showing your kids, like connecting to, as far as the Ukraine situation, connecting your kids to a organization that's helping or, you know, listening, what are some th ways you suggest us to kind of get educated or at least, uh, educate our, our kids when it comes to the stuff going on in our world on the other side of the world, I guess. Yeah. There's the bad news that yeah. we see on social media and on TV, but then there's the good news that you have to go find. I got a text yesterday from, organization, an organization called Run Ministries that I'm connected with. And it was a, it was a literally a video 
uh, people, Ukrainian people who were going driving seven hours into the heart of where this city was being uh, bombed at, to make sure people had food and diapers. And those kind of stories are where we want to go. We don't ignore the bad news, but we want to focus on the good news. So we find, and let's put in the show notes, sweetie, let's put, uh, okay. I'll put a couple of organizations I mentioned run. There's, there's others that we know of that, man, they're doing good things. And a lot of times when you just, you know, Hey, we're going to pray for these people that are doing this, or we're going to give $10. I mean, you know, whatever, then in a situation where there, you have no control over what happens, there's a way that you can bring encouragement and life there. And I think it's a really positive thing, especially with your kids. Look at what we're doing. Yeah, I know that's tough, but yeah. look at what these people are doing. We can do hard things. Look at, look at them. They do it. We can do it. Totally. That's good. Well, I ask you this at the end of every episode, and you may repeat yourself, and that's okay, but I think it's important for people to have one thing as a takeaway that like someone that's listening that's struggling with this in any way, um, what you would want them to leave remembering or knowing and maybe something too they could share with their friends. Yeah, I, I would say this. You know, I, I came up here a few days ago and so I get to have a peek inside your home. Mm-hmm. Uh, and be golly, you're such a good mom. And uh, you're so much more patient than you give yourself credit for. So I would just say to your all the, the mamas that are listening today, like no, I'm not going to peek in your home. Don't get scared. It's a one-way camera. But uh, you're doing better than you think you're doing. I, I love the word says that David encouraged himself in the Lord, you know. And man, I just want you to be encouraged today. And that if you're feeling less than, the greatest thing you could do is go be an encouragement to somebody else. Speak life to your child. Speak life to a friend. Encourage somebody. Uh, let's give ourselves a break, man. It's hard season. And there are yeah. no easy answers. So let's just uh, be understand who you are and remind somebody else of who they are. That's good. Thanks, Dad. Well, I love getting to do this with you. I can't say it enough. And I'm so grateful for the people that are sharing. And I I know that you and I've talked about this. Like, I hope everyone knows that we just want to be a vessel, you know, to point people to Jesus. And it's not about us. It's about what he's doing. And so I hope people realize that and also share it with somebody that needs encouragement. So anyways, well, I love you, dad. Talk again soon. Love you. Love you. Wow, that encouraged me today. I don't know about you, but when it comes to things going on that are hard, I don't always know how to talk about them with my loved ones or with my kids. And I I can get a little bit of analysis paralysis as far as knowing what to say. And I felt like dad really encouraged me in tangible ways that we can be talking about with our things with our kids and our friends and our family. And so we will for sure link the different organizations he was talking about in our show notes. If you don't know how to find those, you can always Google the um, platform you're listening on. Like if you're listening on Apple Music, you can Google Apple Music show notes and it'll show you where to find those because we always include really helpful links including our social media sites, our website, and free resources that we love to give away. If you haven't already, sign up for our newsletter on beagobi.com because you're going to get really awesome 
wisdom each week from dad and our team come to your inbox. And I know it'll be things that you will walk away being grateful you have read and that you can share with other people. Thank you again for listening. It means so much to us. We'll be praying for you this week and we'll catch you next time.